This is Maki Roll, and welcome to Crit Like a Girl, where it's all sugar, spice, and everything dice. Last time on Crit Like a Girl, the Scarecrows make their way through the sewers underneath the Conclave where they encounter some cacklers and a hot demon boy. After kicking some major butt, the battle is won and the demon flees. The group meets back up with Riven and are paid for a job well done. In modern day, we meet back up with the Dream Team as they leave Rosesti and head for Dracartha. And this week, that's where our story begins. As you continue traveling for a while, the the grasslands are mostly unbroken, but you, you begin to see a small building in the distance, and it kind of catches your, your eye as you walk by. It's, it's an old windmill that seems to be attached to a small farmhouse. There's a dilapidated road that leads up towards the front door of this farmhouse. And as you get closer, Jinx, you kind of offhandedly notice it seems, it seems like no one's really used the road leading to the farmhouse for a while, but there's a pretty clear path through the grass about 50 or 60 feet off to the left of the farmhouse leading off the road, looking like people have passed by here for some reason, but seem to be giving this building kind of a large berth as they do. You guys are welcome to explore, or you can ignore it. Just options okay baby dear madame leader so i know that you are the leader of course absolutely the goddess came to you and everything with a dream but i have a bad feeling my gut is not liking this this i think we should avoid it why okay so if you look like right there you'll see how like there's a path where the path differs. I think people do not walk near it, and I don't know why, but I don't know that we need to find out why. Could just be people being superstitious. Right, and like, if it is something bad, like, don't you want to help people? No. Okay, not you. I know you <laughs> don't. I was talking about Jinx. I mean, like, People are cool, we should probably be kind to people. But it looks like the people avoid this anyways, and we're kind of like on a mission from the goddess. So like, if we if we are late or killed because we investigate a barn that ends up being like, I don't know, a barn-eating house that really likes beautiful girls and eats us all, I think that would be bad, and only Poppy would live. Wow. Wow. What? Uh, well, that's certainly some logic. I mean, if you really want to avoid it, I'm, I, like, that's fine, I guess. You I mean, are I the don't leader. see any reason for us to actually Oh my gosh, she's go not there. the leader. She's not the leader. Nobody voted on that. Okay, 
It's just because I'm the smartest one, obviously. What? Yeah. But where you come from, you do not follow the high druid? Wait, I can't... No, I come from a fucking farm. Oh my god, you don't have a druid on your farm? No, it was just me and my mom. Whoa, you guys are dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I just really want to punch you like 90% of the time. That is why we are friends, right? I'm not sure if that's a good mark of friendship. Either that or I really don't understand friendship. But uh, I don't think that I do either, baby dear. Okay. Um, Zuri, what do you think that we should do? I think we should probably uh, avoid it. I mm, No good vibes. No bad vibes. Bad vibes. Nah, walk around. Sildwen would shrug. She would look at the mill and she's like, um, I mean, if people avoid it, that's fine with me. Let nature reclaim it anyway. And Isn't that so cool, though, how like nature will reclaim stuff? I Absolutely. love that. Sildwen... Actually, if you're looking at the mill, go ahead and roll a perception check. You notice that nature has, in fact, begun reclaiming the mill. There's ivy and vines kind of climbing outside of the outside of the tower itself, winding around and, and kind of making just intricate but random patterns as nature does. The house, however, however dilapidated it seems, there is absolutely no plant growth along this house despite being less than five or ten feet away from the body of the mill. She would kind of squint at it, because she looked over at it just because she was thinking like, yeah, this is kind of nice. I like watching civilization crumble under the power of nature. (laughs) Then she notices that the house has no vines on it. It's She would kind of point that out. She goes, wait, I think someone actually lives in that. What's the deal with that? Oh my god, a people eater lives there. Yeah, you know, I'm good. We can just keep walking. We should send Poopy in to investigate. How about we send you to investigate? I'm too sweet. They'll want to eat me automatically. Oh my god. Maybe they don't have a sweet tooth. Maybe they like spicy food. Are you calling me spicy? No. Although you are kind of spicy. I'm okay with this. So it's, it's a temper, you know? Mm. Anyways, <laughs> let's keep walking. Alright. Yeah, Sildwen would squint at it again. But yeah, if you guys want to keep walking, we'll just leave it behind. Definitely you. someone there that people are avoiding. You continue walking, leaving the farm and the mill in the distance behind you. The day drags on for a few more hours and night begins to kind of grow over the sky, getting darker and darker until it's just the very last dredges of dusk on the horizon. You guys are just probably about to make camp for the night when in the distance, Jenks see a mill and a farmhouse. That looks very familiar. You are in a very different area. Looking around, there is now scrub brush and, and kind of low trees growing growing off in distance, but it's a very, very familiar farmhouse. Like the direction we're heading towards? Mm-hmm. You have never stopped walking east. You, you have continued walking away from the sun as it sets. <laughs> and the scenery but... is actually different. Mm-hmm. That's super upsetting. I don't like that. Okay, you guys. So, like, do you remember the people eating house? Can you guys look there? Poppy will look over and just be like, oh fuck, I don't like that. Yeah, Sildwen looks at it, the first thing she tries to confirm is that it's the same mill that's all overgrown and the same house that's not overgrown. It looks identical. Yeah, Sildwen's like, no, you know what? That that makes me really uncomfortable. Should we tell the house to just stop? I'm not sure if talking to it'll help. I don't think that's gonna work. Do we need to go inside the people eating house? I don't really want to make camp with it just 
looming there, honestly. I wonder if we keep going if it'll pop up again. I wonder if it'll follow us to the city. I feel like if we go to sleep, even if we leave somebody awake to watch the house, it will eat us. I don't think it would eat us, Jinx. I don't know, she's got a point. What do you think it would do with us? Zuri's just gonna look at the house and just turn back to Jinx and go, apparently, um, stalk us? People are very delicious fertilizer. I wanna know how you know that. The decomposition. Again, don't want to know how you know that. She's not wrong. But that aside, we should probably check out the house. Do you want to send a cute little budge to investigate it? That sounds like a better idea. Well, I don't really want the house to eat Pudge either. Okay, Pudge, you stay here. Poopy, you go investigate. Yeah, that's not how it works. And then Pudge is gonna like screech at her. Okay, I'm sorry, Pudge, but you know Poopy. He's gonna coo and nuzzle up to her. Poppy, that is. Sildred would shake her head and be like, look, it's just a house. It's weird, it's following us, but I mean, I'm pretty sure we've dealt with worse things than a docker house in the past couple of days. So if it's going to bother us, I'll just, I'll go check it out. And you three can stay here. That seems like a very bad idea. Well, then are you going to come with me or are we just going to ignore it? Zuri, boulder parchment shears. Zuri, boulder parchment shears. Uh, uh. Okay, let's go. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. And Zuri holds out shears. Oh, parchment. Okay, baby dear, I'll go with you. Have fun with the creepy house. If we, like, don't come back, are you guys just gonna keep going? Zuri's gonna look at Poppy. Um, we'll come find your bodies, I guess. Thanks. Yeah, I guess if we're not back in like 15-20 minutes, if you don't hear screams, you should probably come after us, or I don't know, we'll let you know. Oh, okay. So, Sildwen just kinda shrugs and um, wraps herself up in her cloak and starts walking toward the house. So, you and... Jinx head towards the house. Suri and Poppy, what what are you doing while waiting for your your friends to go explore a house in return? Poppy will start setting up camp and she'll also send Pudge with you guys. That way, if some shit goes down, he can fly back and alert us. Jinx and Sildwen, you, you head towards the house. As you approach, you do see that dilapidated road leading up towards the front door of the house itself. You also see that pathway that has been kind of just trampled down over time, leading back behind the house. Which do you go down? If you think that somebody is living in the house, do you just want to, like, knock on the door? Not particularly, because they might eat people. I mean, you keep saying it, so now I'm all worried. Okay, but like I don't really know and the house like moved and followed us which kind of makes me feel like it is not a good sign but also like at the same time it followed us. I mean, maybe it just needs help or something. Oh, you're right. Maybe it is a lonely house. I know it sounds dumb, but let's uh, I mean, let's let's peek in a window. I, I'm not particularly stealthy, I suppose, but turned into a cat. Well, I don't do that. I can only do that okay, a limited okay. number of Hold times. Okay, okay. Come, come here. She'll give you a hug, and she will cast Blessing of the Trickster. Now you are protected by the goddess. All right then. Let me just 
peek in a couple of windows and see what I can see. Uh, she would follow the more trodden path, because it doesn't seem like anybody's been in and out the front of this house in a long time. But she'll try to kind of creep around the more well-trod path and see if there are any windows out back or if there's anything behind the house that looks you follow this well-trodden path, and the further you walk down it, the more it feels like something is kind of pulling at your chest, pulling you along here. And as you move around behind the house, there are windows on the back of the house. There's also a small well about 30 feet behind it. And looking at the well, you feel a, a deep sense of just melancholy. But there are windows back here. Looking at the well... I am, like, also making sure to, like, keep an eye on her and, like, following with her, by the way. So she she kind of looks at this well and squints at it. She's like, okay, a well shouldn't make me feel things. That's awkward. You know, kind of steers clear of it because it does have a weird empathic sort of sensation connected to it. That's strange. So she's going to look in through the back windows. Just peering, just her eyeballs above the edge of the windowsill. Make a perception check. The house feels very still as you peer in. The windows themselves are dusty on the inside, making it a little bit hard to see. And you can see a, a fine layer of dust settled over most of this house. You see, looking through this window, a living room set up. You see what seems to be a fine china tea set sitting on a table untouched it looks like there may have been food but it has been so long decayed that there's nothing even there anymore so basically looks like nobody's lived here in a long time and yet there are no vines reclaiming this house that's not right yeah sildwin does not want to go inside this house she she kind of turns looks back at jinx and goes yeah nah this is creepy do you want to look down the well not really Sildwin's gonna look down the well. So as you as you look down the well, you look down, the water is maybe 20 feet down. It's very dark because there's not a lot of light, but you can very faintly see your reflection in the water, and it looks fairly normal, but you've been playing with your cloak all day, and in your reflection, that doesn't seem to be what you're wearing. It looks like you're wearing a white dress in this reflection. It's a very pretty white dress. Your hair looks normal. Your features look normal. Okay. Does she look like she's wearing a white dress to me? No, it's Sildwen. She's wearing her cloak. Why would it be a white dress? She kind of backs away from that. Like, that's a little bit fucky-wucky. What's wrong? What did you see? Saw myself, but I was wearing a white dress. I mean... You want a magic mirror that helps you try on clothes, go look in the well. I don't think I need a magic mirror. She kind of steps back from the well, looks back toward the house. I'm gonna check out the mill next. She just kind of walks around to the mill, because that's covered in vines. And she's gonna see, is there like a door under any of the vines or anything like that? Or any windows? Uh, there are no windows, but th there is a, a door. It's a, an old wooden door. Some of the wood has been eaten and rotted away over time. It seems to be locked, but the wood of the door itself gives the impression that if you really wanted to break this open, you could fairly easily. Just for shits and giggles, if Sildwen tries to break down this door, how does that go? Yeah, roll an athletics check, my guy. 
you grab onto the handle of this door and, and yank as hard as you can. Ow, you think you pulled your shoulder a little bit there. <laughs> Alright, she just like heaves on this door and then just kind of goes, ow, and then rubs her shoulder and backs up. It's like, do you want to try? Did the house hurt you? Oh my uh, god, did you do damage? No, I mean, I just pulled my shoulder. I'm not very strong. You can't open the door? Well, not this door. It's like stuck. You try it. Thinks is gonna try it. Alright, we're all athletics. So after watching Sildwin do this, and she's clearly straining and struggling and having a hard time, Jinx, you're like, I got this. I, I, I got this. And you reach out and grab the door and yank as hard as you can, and it just splinters and flies open and slams against, like back against the mill. You have opened the door. You have broken the door. It is not going to close again. So Sildwin just kind of stands there. She's got her arms crossed. She looks at Jinx and she huffs and she goes, I loosened it for you. She walks inside the mill. Inside the mill, it's about, a, it's a 20 foot diameter, kind of round bottom to this mill. There's dirt and hay on the floor, kind of scattered around. A few odd, very dilapidated like sacks and barrels where things might have been stored. There is a, a wooden ladder leading up to a small wooden rim that creates kind of a second story just around the edges. Don't think you would trust the ladder to hold your weight. But she looks around and everything seems normal here. Make a perception check. She's just looking for anything weird, you know, like the reflection in the well water or the fact that the house is like uh, old and obviously connected to this mill, but at the same time, the outside looks taken care of. It's weird. Looking around, your eyeballs actually don't pick up much of anything, but as you kind of... It's a normal mill, okay. As, as you kind of scan the area, your, your ears actually pick up. You don't see anything, but very faintly the sound of, like, creaking rope. Is there a direction this is coming from? Up. I don't want to look up. Alright, yeah, that's very unnerving. She is massively unnerved by this, but against her better judgment... Sildwin slowly tilts her gaze upward toward this sound. It's the second floor. It's an it's an empty mill. You don't see anything. Just very faintly at the at the very edge of your perception. It's only because you just caught it that you can even make it out. Like catching a couple notes of a tune, and then you can hear the song even when everybody else around you is like, I don't know what this is. She just kind of stares up at the second floor and into the darkness a bit. She's like, you know what? I don't like that. I don't think that ladder's gonna hold my weight. I'm not sure I want to investigate that. Maybe we should just ignore this mill and leave. And so she tries to walk out. She's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna go. Okay. You walk out. Prince is still waiting at the door. What did you find? I don't know. Not sure. Creaking rope noises. Very unnerving. Couldn't see it. Don't want to go searching. I, I kind of think we should just, you know, ignore this place. Just, we'll just walk away. Walk away and not come back. You want to walk backwards while holding hands? Yes. Okay, me too. She's going to hold Jinx's hand as they walk backwards away from this mill. And okay. the house and you, the well. You walk backwards away from the house and the mill and the well. You walk backwards into the, the main body of the uh, the traveling road and... You keep walking backwards until you stumble back into the camp that Poppy and Zuri have created. Zuri's gonna look up when she hears them get close and go, Oh, so what'd you find? House is haunted. Hunt? Did you see a ghost? 
Nope. House is haunted. How the do you well... know it's haunted if you didn't see anything? Because the well put me in a white dress and there was also qu- creaking rope and I'm pretty sure someone hung themselves in the mill. But it's fine. Yeah. House is haunted. Zuri's gonna look at her, just squint her eyes. The well put you in a white dress? Yes. Yeah, I do not see that either. You go look in the well. Oh, that's that's why you called it a magical mirror? Yeah. My reflection put me in a white dress. It was really weird. Um, yes. So, in general, bad vibe, no good, bad juju. Does anybody have sage? I could probably find us some, but I don't have any on me. I also can, like, I don't know. This is just not... I get bad gut feeling. If you want to roll a gut check, you and Sildren are welcome to roll gut checks because you went to the house. You definitely felt that sense of melancholy. I mean, thinking back on it, I mean, you were creeped out. You definitely didn't love it. But, I mean, you didn't really feel in danger at any point. You just kind of felt sad. It's a sad house. You'll say sad, I say creepy. I mean, it was really creepy, but I suppose I didn't really feel in danger. I just, I mean, it was creepy. I got up in my own head a lot, and I'm just making assumptions, and I don't really want to go back. Okay, so that's nice and all, but like, what if it follows us again? I mean, we could just keep ignoring it until we get to the city, right? It it can't follow us into a city. There's already buildings there. And then we'll just never leave the city? And she right. seems very uncomfortable with that idea as well. Sildon would sit by the fire and she's just like, yep, I'm, I'm good with this decision. We can just ignore the house. Are we going to watch the house? I suppose we can watch the house. Boulder Parchment shares for first watch? Uh, yeah, okay. All okay, right. so... I fight you, Zuri, and Poopy fight, and then whoever wins those ones fights again. You want us to fight? Boulder no. Parchment shears to see uh, who watches first. Okay, that's fine. Okay, ready, baby dear? Yep. Boulder Parchment okay. shears. Seldon puts out shears. Jinx smiles and puts out a boulder. Ah, crap. And crushes the shears. Sildwen size. I got parchment. Yeah, I got shears. Sildwen and Poppy. Boulder? I got Boulder this time. What you got? Got it. She put out shears. Ha! That means you have first watch. That's good because I'm tired. I'll take third. Yeah, I don't want to be on third with her, so I'll take second. Third, you take fourth? Sure. Sildwen at this point is just like, Pudge is nocturnal though, right? Can I just like hang out with Pudge? Uh, yeah, I guess... Nice. Sildwen, you, if you're taking first watch, you can either be awake for first and fourth or first and second. You only need four hours of sleep somewhere in there. First and second, probably. She'll kind of find herself a nice little stone at the edge of camp and glare in the direction of this house. Just like squint at it like she expects it to come after them. We'll just do this all at once. Uh, everyone roll a perception check for their watch. Sildwen, you stay up. Everybody else goes to sleep, waking up for their watches one at a time. It's a fairly peaceful night. The stars overhead are are out, and you can see some of the constellations and just kind of trace them in the sky. But most of you are, you know, keeping an eye on this this house, very focused. As the night goes on, some clouds roll in overhead. The beginnings of what looked like there might be a storm in a couple of days. Hopefully you uh, don't have to pass through it. But you don't see any movement or any changes from the house as the night goes by. And Zuri, 
you're you're on last watch. It's it's getting towards dawn now, and, and the lights are coming out. And you glance away for a moment to kind of look at the the sunrise down the road. And when you look back, the house is gone, like it was never there. It is morning. Eventually, the four of you wake. It is a new day, a little bit more overcast than the one before. Not quite as nice, but another day of trouble. You lost the house. How do you lose a house? It was there when I went to sleep. What happened? Sirius is going to go, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Do you think it, it knows where we're going? Yeah, it definitely knows where we're going. That place was creepy. Maybe it is your tune that is the bad luck charm. It is not me. It might be you. You don't know. It is how how I am. Sad house goes towards catchy tune. Well, I suppose we're going to find out as we get up and travel another day whether this house is waiting for us when we make camp again. Great. Love that for us. Okay, I'll put out the fire. All right. You begin to make your way, continuing along the road. As you continue on, on foot, you're going a little bit slower than some others might be. And about early in the afternoon, you you begin to hear very faintly the sounds of horses and and wagon wheels behind you. And very slowly, your party begins to be overtaken by what looks like possibly a traveling merchant. There is a covered wagon, which seems to be piled high with boxes and barrels. But where you, you would expect a kind of a traveling wagon to try not to draw attention, the patterning on the canvas covering of this wagon is done all in bright colors with various flowers and birds and all kinds of plant life just kind of delicately embroidered into it. It looks like it took hundreds, if not thousands of man hours to embroider this amount of cloth. Hey, yo, Jenks, this one of your people? Looking back, you... You don't recognize them. It looks to be either a, a very large kobold or a very small dragonborn. He is is dressed in a vest that has like gems embroidered into the vest itself and so is faintly sparkling whenever he manages to catch a patch of light through the kind of growing cloud cover above. As he begins to ride past you, he waves jauntily. And, and pulls up a bit short, and where are you? Where are you fine folk heading to? Who are you calling fine? Why you for? Looks like you're having a bit of a jaunt on the road yourselves. Hey, where did you get this from? It was created. By? By myself and my family. Where are you from? I'm from Gildermore myself. My old family is... I don't know where that is. Oh, it's uh, a bit of north, a bit of a ways, but it's always... It's, it's a bit safer to travel by road, even like this. There's been some issues with sea travel of late. Zuri's gonna whip her head up. What? There's been troubles in the sea lately? Yeah, here and there. You'll hear ships being boarded, things taken off of them. I'd rather not, uh, rather not risk that. Things on the road I can handle, but I get thrown off a ship. I'm done for. Zuri's gonna take a deep breath. And have Have you heard anything of a Ven Ocean Orb? Can't say I have, but I don't, uh... That's a that's okay. She waves them off. That that was a far reach. But uh, thanks. Someone you are uh, looking out for? If I can offer any any prayers for it. Sure. Yes. That's that would be lovely. Thank you. 
Right, I'd be happy to. I uh, assume you 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 lot are heading towards uh, heading towards the capital. Not much else up this road. Uh, why you care so much, mate? I thought I'd make friendly conversation, but I don't trust you. Your wagon looks like it is stolen from one of my people. Beautiful, though. Exactly. Jinx, you can roll a religion check. Gilvermore is the official city closest to the Blightlands. It is where a lot of people settled and began creating kind of religious iconography as soon as they were out of danger of that area. Gilvermore is extremely religious and has large temples to all of the main gods and goddesses, as well as several smaller ones. Now, Sildwin would just kind of look up at the guy and go, I mean, you're, you're pretty flashy there to go down the road without escort. Do you give us a ride? Maybe we can help you out if you're heading to Dracarthia? I'm, uh, I'm actually not heading all the way there myself. I'm, I'm making a stop in Ulrus. They've, uh, had some issues in the last couple of days. Sent word. Uh, issues how, mate? It's hard to say. Some sort of, some sort of sickness going through. I'm, I'm bringing medicine as best I can. Right, then we'll help protect your caravan and you can take us the way to Ulrus and then you you can deliver medicine and we'll move on. Yeah, wait, but it's just like, I've been there recently, so everything like seemed fine when I was there. That's why I'm asking. Don't know what to tell you, miss. I just got the got the message a few days ago. I still don't know that I trust you. Where is your holy symbol? Um, I mean, I don't really wear one openly. I'm not a cleric. I'm, I'm just, you know, bringing medicine place to place. Where did you get your wagon? He said he made it. I know! Then that's yeah. where he got it, if he made it. Come on. But it is descriptions of all of the gods, and you do not worship the best goddess in the entire everything? Uh, which one would that be? Oh That'd be uh, Kadir or Kiavani? Kiavani! Oh my goddess! I mean, I, I do worship both of them. I'm just not, uh, I don't carry around symbology. I, I, don't, I don't need to cast spells. I don't need a focus. I don't, I can worship just fine with uh, just my own thoughts and my own heart. Blah, blah, blah. Sildwood but, uh, would roll her eyes and just be like, look, we can help him out and it'll help us get to Alrust a bit quicker. We'll just, like, help, uh, you know, escort him. You lot seem like fine folk and I haven't had any issues so far, but... It's just in case. There's not too much room in the back, but I think I can uh, help you move some stuff around. You uh, want to hop in? Take a seat? Thank you. He hops down. And, and moves to the back and kind of starts like shimming and, and, and shoving stuff around and, and kind of just making space. He makes enough space that it's probably going to be a little bit cramped. It looks like he's maybe considering it for someone more his size and he's only about four foot eight, but he's doing his best. Sold one's not particularly tall. Jinx is giving him the evil eye the entire time. So he's yeah. gonna Jinx on the shoulder and go, calm down, chaos. Just wants to help. Let's at least try to be respectful. She right, loosens the, the side eye a little bit and huffs and cross her arms. Sits down. Well, I'm not gonna force you on this trip, but uh, as long as you're on, Macaria Sofell, it's a right pleasure to meet you, and he bows at the waist. Right, well, uh, it's looking like rain, and uh, hoping to get through that before it gets too far of a downpour. Y'all are ready to get going? He goes back to the front and kind of hauls himself up and kind of like scurries into the seat and takes a seat back and grabs the reins. And you, uh, I want to hold on to something a little bit. And he kind of snaps the reins. And for a few moments, you, you feel you're going at, you know, normal pace. You're not sure why he said that. And then are any of you looking outside of the caravan as y'all travel? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, sold one is. She said that she was doing this in exchange for like, we'll help watch out for your caravan and you can just give us a faster ride. So she's watching out. So he snaps the reins and as he snaps them between one moment and the next, it's very disorienting and you blink and you realize that where you just were is about a thousand feet behind you. And then it keeps going on pace for a few moments and then he does wow. it again and oh. begin traveling down the road at a um, extremely rapid pace. I still don't trust Jinx's looking around the cart to see if there's anything that screams evil. Any sense of thousand people blood iron? Make a perception check? There are barrels. There are some boxes. They all seem to be sealed. From the inside, you can see like the backside of the embroidery. It's not quite as pretty from the inside. It's a little bit messy, but... The cart is magic. Sildwood loves it. She's going to kind of like stick her head out back of the uh, wagon at some point, kind of look around so that she can see like where they're going just to see like, does is it more windy when it zooms forward? Like sticking your head out of the wagon, you're looking around and, and he, you know, it, it's a minute or two of just regular travel. And then you hear that sound of him like snapping the reins and yeah. you're just in a new place suddenly. Anyone who wants to can make an arcana check. Yeah, Sildwin, there, there's some sort of like a, a sense of teleportation, some sort of conjuration magic that seems to be actually sewn in. As, as you kind of squint at the embroidery on the inside, you can actually see where on the back side where it, it won't disrupt the patterns on the outside as much, there actually are like arcane sigils that are embroidered into the inside of this uh, cover wagon. Oh, that's wagon. so cool! No, she just, she's in love with this. She loves this. This is the coolest thing ever. Like, she's she's kind of down with this, this lifestyle, too. People like this don't tend to be extraordinarily obtrusive or destroy the forest. They travel a lot and they, they live in it and they sometimes forage from it, but they tend to be pretty pretty chill people. So she's 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 all right with this guy. This guy's pretty, pretty okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's not so awful. With your new friend Macarius, you, you've traveled down the road. It gets late enough that at some point he, he kind of pulls the horses over and Pops down and, and, and starts kind of patting them and, and petting them and actually comes back to the cart and grabs one of the boxes off the floor near the front and, uh, all right, so I'm gonna give these lasses a break, give them some, something to snack on if you guys want to, uh, take a rest for the night. Uh, we'll be in all rest probably at this pace, eh, 10, 11 tomorrow morning. Wonderful. I guess that you are okay. I, uh, appreciate the vote of confidence, I suppose. I don't think you're that bad yourself, lassie. Uh, any of you want to help me uh, get these girls something something to eat and drink? Sildentan shoots up. She's like, <laughs> yes, me. I want to help with the horses. Uh, he kind of leads you up front and he begins kind of undoing the harnesses from the horses and, and letting them free a little bit. Pulls out a brush, begins brushing down. Clearly takes very good care of his animals. And um, you feed them, get them water, and... Sildwen is immediately up here. Like, she she fucking immediately uses Speak With Animals. She's just gonna, like, thank them for their work and for carrying them and just be super nice. And she'll help groom them and feed them. And they're wonderful and, like, all just complimenting. And... They both thank you and, and kind of nudge against your hand as as you feed them and but they're very happy to talk with someone they introduce themselves as banner and blanca they seem they seem very content baby dear are they happy they are very happy 
She's happy with the way the horses are cared for. She is very happy with the artistry of the wagon. It's got magic on it. This is the best way to travel, in her opinion. Like, she's like, okay, I wasn't I wasn't on board with the horse thing initially because it seemed weird, but at this point, this is dope. Can you ask him if this is really that guy's wagon and he didn't steal it from anybody? She would kind of just look at Jinx. She goes, I really don't think that's happened. It's like, she, she really wants to know and make sure that this guy didn't steal you or the wagon from anybody. That, like, you know him well. Banner kind of blinks a couple times at you and just, this is our wagon. He's our person. This is our wagon. And Sildwen would, would say it like that, too. It's like, yeah, this is their person. This is their wagon. It's it's theirs. It's It's never been different. This, it looks like something that would come from my home. I do not understand. Maybe where he's from is very similar to where you're from. Uh, is it anywhere close to where you're from? I've never heard of this. don't really use maps or remember city names. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's closer than you think. Maybe it's like nearby and you have similar cultures. Who knows? We can figure that out at some point. You make camp with your new friend Macarius. Baron and Blanca are kind of not really tied up, just kind of loosely have their, their bridles attached to something near a tree. They're free to like wander around and graze and stuff just in case something spooks them. They don't want them running too far. And you have a nice night. He pulls out some rations to supplement yours, some like fresh fruit and stuff. He travels quickly enough that most of his stuff, he knows he have fresh fruit for a little bit. And um, you have a wonderful evening. Since Sildwen's here, she'll use wild cunning. She can uh, send spirits to bring back wood for a fire, set up a campsite in the area uh, by building the fire in a circle full, full of stones, putting up tents, unrolling beds, and putting out any rations. Like, she just kind of communes with the spirits of nature and they help set up the camp. Um, since we didn't really have to walk or really focus on anything, I want Jinx to have made five kind of similar-ish matching-ish flower crowns and she'll kind of go to like the three of her traveling companions and she'll go so whenever i first had my dream i started to weave together flower crowns because truthfully i thought i was going to meet you a lot sooner but those flower crowns kind of wilted so i thought that i would make new ones for you since we are friends and she'll hand everybody one. Aw, thank you, Jinx. Poppy will glare at her, but take the flower crown and put it on her head. But she's still glaring. And she has a slightly smaller one for Pudge. And she takes out one little flower from it, and she'll go over to Macarius, and she hands him kind of like a nice flower. And she goes, I am sorry. I think that we got off on the wrong foot, because I don't really know you, but... It feels like I should. So, will you tell me about where you are from? Thanks for listening to Crit Like a Girl. Cover art by Chester Cat. Opening and closing music by Brian Dockery. Background music from Freesound, Incompetech, and Tabletop Audio. Follow us on Twitter at Crit Like a Girl. That's girl without the I. 
don't forget to check out our Ko-Fi where you can support the show and your favorite adventurers. If you have any questions, suggestions, or recommendations, email us at critlikeagirlpod at gmail.com. 